0: Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil yeah. Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. Ricketty Sargent.
1: Paging Doctor Douchebag.
0: Crash Gladys. Get
1: in Crash Position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the freaks. Tournament Off three.
2: Did that Kentucky Derby decision rile some NASCAR fans up? Did it get you thinking that something like that is going to happen eventually with NASCAR, where your winner comes in for a NASCAR race and he fails tech? NASCAR saying they're going to take that damn thing away. They'll take that win away. I believe it when I see it. How you doing, Freak Nation? Damn near 19 years we've been doing this thing. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Lucas Hole Studios. Stat Man. Crash Gladys. Kenny Sarge. A big show for you coming up. NHRA Funny Car winner from Atlanta. Ronald C. Capps. Well, also known as Ron Capps. He'll be in here. A.J. Foyt. Four-time Indy 500 winner. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. It is the month of May, so we're going to do a lot of features in regards to IndyCar. Getting set for the 103rd running, Crasher? Yes. Me, right? 103, baby. Now, if they wouldn't have... By the way, Statman, how you doing,
3: man? Never had it so good. I'm yeah. sitting here waiting on the deer to show up in the backyard. <laughs> Statman, probably,
2: probably a little high right now. I got to see some sports cars over the weekend, mid-Ohio. Now, Crasher, I was going to ask you... What the hell was I going to ask you? I was go Oh, oh, oh. It's the 103rd running of the Indy 500. Now, how many years was it off due to the World War II?
4: World war Both world wars. Ah. One and two. I believe seven or eight. What? Really? Yeah. It kind of rings a bell.
2: Statman, you got any idea how many Indy 500s we missed due to due, the, due, to, due to the wars?
3: That sounds about right. Maybe two each uh you know somewhere around in there not on seven or eight sounds a bit high but uh two or three years each yeah
4: well let's think about it because it would have been 1911 was the first indy 500 so 2011 would have been 100 years so yeah we're we're about eight years from that bam but so it's 103rd now so yeah okay so hold on a second so yeah okay so five years total so there you go so that's that's why where, where i was a little off
2: this hour brought to you by our good friends at ISM Raceway in Phoenix, Arizona. Get set for that semifinal race going off November 8th, 9th, and 10th. NASCAR Cup race of course is Sunday the 10th. It'll be about 75 degrees. It'll be one of the best damn weekends of the year in Phoenix, Arizona. Get your tickets now. ISM Raceway, ismraceway.com. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website speedfreaks.tv. As I said, AJ Foyt will be in here. Ron Caps will be in here. Christian Eckes ARCA Series winner running on those General Tires. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Statman had a chance to catch up with Bill Auberlin, sports car champion, sports car winner many, many times over, approaching a record that kind of caught me off guard. I don't know, Statman, if he, and I don't want to give it away, but Statman, did you have any idea that he was that
3: close to surpassing a legend in sports car racing? No, none. That's That surprised me uh, when I heard about it. That's why I sought him out. Yeah, surprise.
2: Again, at Speed Freaks on Twitter, therefore on Instagram. How soon before that Kentucky Derby-type finish happens in NASCAR? We'll get to that. It's coming to NASCAR, and it's coming to multiple tracks. If it's, if it's allowed in the state, you'll be able to gamble on your favorite racers and your favorite races at your favorite tracks. I mean, Dover, they were set to do it this weekend. Granted, that race was postponed until tomorrow. It'll be run tomorrow. I believe it's 12 o'clock Eastern time. Crashers, Is that what you're saying? Yes. Right? Uh, Delayed because of rain. Moved to tomorrow. NASCAR is back to single car, single round qualifying for all three of its national series. It started this weekend with Dover. This after the multi-car qualifying debacle that just angered fans, pissed off drivers, put a bad spotlight on NASCAR race operations. So it sounds like, again, they are back to what they did in the past. And Jeff Burton. A freak favorite, former, you know, like, former NASCAR driver, Jeff Burton, uh, his take on the, the new qualifying. You
0: know, I like multi-car qualifying. I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was energetic. But with all the madness we've seen this year, it was time to do something. NASCAR had to fix this uh, This rule package, put them in a situation where they just couldn't continue anymore. Uh, and, and then, well, why not do multi-car qualifying at some tracks and single-car qualifying at others? And that was my initial thought. But the more I think about that, Now, one of the things I hear from fans is that it's too complicated. Like, things are too complicated. So why have two different formats where we we have to explain, well, this week we're doing this. Last week we did that. We don't have to do that anymore. So I I think that if you're going to do it, just go all in. Go single car qualifying. Be done with it. It's the same every week. I I think that's the right thing to do. And listen, what's qualifying there for? It's there to determine the starting position of the race.
2: Jeff Burton never wanted to mince words, but that's just Jeff Burton and how he rolls. Again, we're back to really where we started. Uh, very similar to what they did six years ago in NASCAR. Coming up, we're going to resume with some new affiliates here in the Freak Nations. Reset and get Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes with your motorsports results across the planet. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits at Lucas Oil Studios.
0: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks.
2: Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. How you doing? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios, at Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website SpeedFreaks.tv, Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, A.J. Foyt coming up, NHRA Funny Car winner from Atlanta, Ron Caps will be in here. ARCA Series winner running on those General Tires. Christian Eckes will be in here. And we'll also hear from sports car champion, multiple winning sports car drive. What the hell ever? Bill Badass. Auburn. Yeah, there Bill mine. Auburn will be here in the Freak Nation. Uh, Statman had a chance to catch up with him. Middle ohio sports car race. Crash Guide Spit News and notes brought to by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com and find the tire for that righteous ride that you got. Big old truck. How about an SUV? General Tires. The righteous tire for that righteous ride. Crasher.
4: Supercross. I can't believe it. It's over. Las Vegas was this weekend and it went off just fine. Unlike every other motorsport this weekend that had rain affect them in one way, shape or form, not Supercross. Eli Tomac took the win in the final race of the season. It was Eli Tomac, Marvin Muskin and Cooper Webb on the podium with Cooper Webb, your champion who had him at the beginning of the season. Just Amazing. Cooper Webb, we'll, we'll try to get him on next weekend. Wow. The 250 East-West shootout also went off. Dylan Ferrandez, your winner there. RJ Hampshire second, Cameron McAdoo third. Your 250 East champion, Chase Sexton. Your 250 West champion, Dylan And NHRA was, yeah, they were hampered by rain at the beginning in Hotlanta, but today went off just five. Steve Torrance taking your win again in Top Fuel. Ron Capps breaking his drought. That went back to Charlotte from last fall with his funny car win in Atlanta. And Andrew Hines winning number 100 for Harley Davidson. Kenny was talking a little bit about the IMSA race at Mid-Ohio. Statman hanging out there all weekend. Your overall winners, Dane Cameron and Juan Montoya. GTLM winners, Earl Bamber and Lawrence Vanthor. And the GTD winners, Jack Hawksworth and Richard Heiston. ARCA was rain postponed to today, but they got it in today. Christian Eckes, your winner. We will talk to him in just about three minutes. Speaking of rain, cup, the cup race, the NASCAR cup race was canceled and moved to tomorrow with a scheduled noon Eastern time start. They did get in the trucks and the Xfinity Series. Johnny Sauter, your winner in the trucks. Christopher Bell, the $100,000 payday in Xfinity.
2: Again, thank you, General Tires, for making that thing possible, man. Speak Speaking of Christian Eckes, ARCA Series winner from Nashville. We joining us next as well as AJ Foyt and Ron caps coming up Speed freaks pits Lucas Oil Studios. Speed freaks,
0: Motorsports Radio Redefined. Well, it's more than just a slogan.
2: Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and, of course, rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged style to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with speed freaks since 2001.
6: You're Mav TV.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: Freak Nation for your party next weekend, grab yourself some Bubba Burgers. Your favorite grocery store, the frozen food aisle, they're there, man. 100% Angus. Maybe you'll be fortunate enough to find some bacon cheddar, jalapeno, Angus. Yeah, man, tastes good. Yes, it does. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba here in the Freak Nation. His name is Christian Eckes. He's been in the Freak Nation before. I think it was after his, his dirt race win last year. He joins us now. Led the final 120 laps to claim the Music City 200, the ARCA Series race, running on them general tires, and that's a uh, big damn win for you after finishing last at Talladega. This is how you soothe that upset stomach, isn't it?
7: Yeah, no, you know, it just felt really good. Uh, you know, the past few races have been a little bit rough, so uh, you know, it's felt pretty good to to finally get back in victory lane and you know, come home with a really good finish for our number 15 JBL Camry.
2: When you're leading all those laps and again no driver should ever think that I got this thing in the bag but when did you know that you had the car that was going to kick the ass of all those out there on the Fairgrounds Speedway did was it early on in the race or was it towards the tail end
7: Yeah, you know, we started third and um you know, we kind of settled in the second there and I felt like we had a pretty solid race car if we could get to lead I felt like we could lead the rest of it so um you know we got an opportunity to get to lead on a restart and um you know just from there we we tuned on a few times and there uh you know we got it so it was, it was pretty good there at the end uh we needed still a little bit here and there but um overall i was very happy with our progress um from the start of the weekend to the end of the weekend
4: i just want to know the most important question we will probably ask you this entire interview where are you putting that amazing guitar
7: well, I don't know. Somebody stole it, or they lost it, or I don't really know what happened, but Wait, it's no what? longer
2: here. What? So, Come on!
7: I, no. they, they have to find it. Like, I don't know what they did with it, or, or what happened, but, like, they went to go find the original, and it was gone. <laughs> they didn't know what happened to it, so they, Whoa. uh, I guess they're gonna try to figure that out or something, but... <laughs>
4: Okay, okay, so you had it in Victory Lane, and then who did you hand it off to? Because I'm I'm initially well, pointing fingers there.
7: <laughs> yeah, apparently, like, the original one that, like, I had in Victory Lane was just, like, the demo or something. It okay. wasn't, like, the actual guitar. So I don't know what they did with the original one, but they still have the demo somewhere.
4: Oh, my gosh. Okay, do you play guitar?
7: No, I do not play guitar at all. That but would that'd you... be a scary sight.
4: No, hold on, though. You could learn now. I mean,
7: this is a... Yeah. Once you
4: get the real deal, this is a badass trophy.
7: Yeah, no. I mean, it'll look good up on the wall, but I, I don't think I'll ever play it now. Kenny,
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs some Eckers, lessons from you.
3: Christian Eckus won the Music City Arca race. I, I'm stunned at this. Doesn't anybody care? Did they promise you they would get you a guitar? <laughs> do they have you on hold?
7: Are they, they, I, I do, don't know, man. I mean, I really hope so. I mean, that would that'd that'd kind of suck, honestly, if I didn't get one out of the deal. But, you know, I think I think, <laughs> uh, I think they'll, they'll find a way somehow to get it, hopefully. So, uh, you know, just have to hope they find it.
3: I'm just shocked that something like that would happen in the NASCAR uh, environment <laughs> in the victory lane that somebody would take something i mean it's it's just crazy i know this is an arca race general tires but ARCA's is part of nascar all right but uh, let's let's it's go still
4: on them. lockdown security though there are sometimes we as media can't even get into victory lane so yeah this is <laughs> this is very odd
3: <laughs> yeah christian eckes uh i I talked to you a couple of years ago when you were part of the Bill McAnally thing and running at Irwindale. I think uh, when I talked to you, uh, how much I'm I'm amazed at how few people are, or that there doesn't appear to be a ladder system to in stock car racing to get more young people like yourself into the top rungs of the sport. Uh, is it possible? to learn to move up it's taken you several years to make this step and you're still a step or two away hello
2: christian you there bud
4: you wow. didn't like that uh, question
7: holy <laughs> shit never mind. I, I must have, i must Are, hit the mute button but I actually, yeah. never mind
2: there, so, go ahead uh,
7: christian but but yeah um you know, turning eighteen this year and finally being able to compete full time—it's you know, kind of—it's kind of been like that step is, is the one that we've been waiting for. And um, you know, I've, I've been in the truck series for this year too. I got a, lot, a little bit last year, but you know, a little bit more advanced schedule. So, um, you know, I think as, as far as that goes, I mean, it's been a pretty solid progression so far. Um, you know, just not being able to run full time is definitely a, a little bit of a diminishing factor on that.
3: Can I ask, let me ask, jump in here once more. Do you, it, there was a time in the stock car world where people had to bring their own money to buy seats. That's not as uh, rare as it used to be. Is that something that they're asking you for some money to move up to the the, the bigger rungs of the racing?
7: Yeah, I mean, not so much. Um, you know, being aligned with Toyota and stuff like that, it kind of opens doors in that way. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I really wouldn't say that to to say the least.
2: ARCA series winner from Nashville, Christian Eckes, joining us here in the Freak Nation, and doing the research on you coming into the show tonight in the Lucas Oil Studios. Didn't realize you spent a couple of days in the hospital. What the hell happened with a torn trachea?
7: Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it was just, I guess, some very uh, violent vomiting or something that that did that, and that turned into a, a very bad couple of days. Um, you know, kind of turned into I got sepsis there because of it, and like I was getting ready to leave for the racetrack, and you know they were like, "Well, hang on, I think we found a hole somewhere, so you might not oh. want to go." So, yeah, that happened, and then we uh, we crashed out again. You know, we were able to uh, bounce back and recover for uh, a Nashville win. Okay, Holy
4: so smokes. I'm I was hearing a couple of weeks ago that you yeah, you had been feeling sick, but I had no idea about first of all, sepsis is no joke. And then a yeah. torn trachea, dude, you oh, you yeah. somebody better get yeah, that no, guitar back to you because week. this win is beyond just a victory on the track for you.
7: Yeah, no, I mean it's as far as mentally and everything, you know, it's huge to finally be able to, to kinda get these past three weeks out of the uh out of the picture, so um, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a fun ride so far, and you know, hopefully we can keep this momentum rolling on the next ones. Wow,
2: Christian Eck is rolling on those General tires. Are you a hundred percent now? When you were in that car in Nashville this afternoon, did you feel like I'm
7: back? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I felt I felt pretty good. I, mean, I went to the hospital on Saturday. I got out Tuesday, um, and I felt pretty okay about. Tuesday the next week after that, so a week after I left. um, You know, it's kind of been a little bit of a deal where I just kind of lost all my strength while I was in the hospital. So I've just been trying to work on that a little bit here and there. But, you know, as far as how I feel, you know, I haven't been sick or anything. So it's it's definitely an improvement from where I was. Wow, that is bonkers, man.
4: It really is. And we've talked about drivers coming – off of a sickness or just like you, like you said, you're not a hundred percent because you've been feeling a little bit weak. Maybe you're weak. Wasn't your choice of words, but you you don't have all of your strength, but then to get in the car and just plain turn it on. I mean, that is ballsy of you.
7: Yeah, no, it was, uh, like I said, it was a rough few days there. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I knew we had a really fast, uh, team and, you know, they were, they stuck behind me throughout the whole thing. And, um, like I said, you know, we had a we had a bad race at Talladega after, and we, we really wanted to win there, but um, you know, this one is still still pretty sweet because you know we had even a worse race after that. So, um, yeah, you know, just coming back, it, it was definitely really special today.
2: What's the future hold for you for the ARCA series and maybe the Truck Series moving forward for 2019?
7: Yeah, um, you know, I got the rest of the ARCA series schedule, um, you know, running full time in that, and then uh, I got. Six more truck races. I ran at Daytona, and then uh, have uh, six more after that.
2: Badass. Freak Nation, Christian Eckes. You've heard what he's gone through, and now gets himself a big old win. I think he's found that G Dam guitar. Christian Eckes, <laughs> joining us here in the Freak Nation again, running on those General tires in the ARCA series. Eckes, go get some sleep, dude. Yeah, that, that's
7: nice, man. That makes you feel on right now. I'm
2: gonna go ahead and do that. Sweet, Christian. Thank you, man.
7: All right,
4: thank you. It cannot be understated how powerful his team is as well with, what is it, Brandon Lynn, Michael Self, and also, of course, Christian Eckes as the driver. Venturini Motorsports is such a solid team that, I mean, yeah, it's one thing for him to get behind the wheel after not being 100%, but having that confidence of such a strong team behind you, right. boom. That, I mean, <laughs> he could, oh, man. You could could almost do anything. You can almost feel like, yeah, I'm invincible with that team behind
2: you. The Venturini Motorsports stable reminds me of McAnally there in Southern California.
3: Yeah, and Toyota keeps finding these people and gets them set up, and they keep coming along and coming along. I hope Toyota can find a place for him to get into the Cup Series. So many times these manufacturers don't have seats because – some of the old guys that have backed up to the back don't want to leave, uh, and it, it'll make room for these young guys that are coming along.
2: Freak Nation coming up. Ron Capps, NHRA Funny Car winner. He'll be joining us this hour. Next hour, A.J. Foyt, one of the greatest, one of the greatest motorsports drivers personalities ever. Super techs. he'll be here in the Freak Nation. And how soon before Kentucky Derby type finish happens again in NASCAR? We'll get to that, and it's coming. NASCAR in race gambling and participating tracks. It's going to happen. It's going. It's. It was supposed to happen this weekend with Dover in the Cup race, but the race was moved to tomorrow. It's going to happen. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks pits and the Lucas Oil Studios.
8: Good evening, my fellow
1: citizens. Let's get to provide it. guidance to mankind.
3: Lots of noise these days about the falling attendance and TV ratings in NASCAR. Here's some more. Looking at the top 20 in points going into Dover, there are only two drivers with less than five years' experience, two. Alex Bowman is 15th, and William Byron is 19th in points. Even 23-year-old Chase Elliott, seventh in points, has been around five years in more than 120 races. There's little room for new drivers and new fans that would rebuild popularity. The average age of a NASCAR Cup driver was 34. Maybe a title run by Chase Elliott this year would reinvigorate the fan base, but knowing the media, they'd spend all the available time lauding Chase's dad, Bill Elliott, himself a former champion. Seems like there's only room for old guys on the track and in the stands. Sounds like a presidential field instead of a motor race. Peace.
0: Motorsports Radio Redefined.
4: Come on,
9: kids, we're late. Honey, the car won't start.
10: Mom, the dog just sat on my science project.
9: Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply, and you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com.
11: Ask yourself, if you built a van for your business, where would you start? At the beginning, of course, with the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago, Mercedes-Benz. You'd give your new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter advanced technology and safety, to keep you connected and protected. You'd make it available in diesel and gas, and there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, the safest, most innovative Sprinter yet, starting at just 33790 Built for you, the all-new Sprinter. Mercedes-Benz, vans, born to
4: run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charging, dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional.
11: I was looking for a better way to check in on our house while I was at work, and a friend recommended Blink. I was skeptical, but decided to give it a shot, and I bought a Blink camera system. With our last security system.
9: False alarms, wires everywhere, and monthly fees we couldn't get out of.
11: My bad. But our Blink system is different. They're motion-activated cameras that work inside and outside. They're wire-free, easy to set up, and run on two lithium batteries that last up to two years.
9: Total peace of mind. And guess what? Blink camera systems start at just $79.99 with no subscriptions.
11: We were on vacation, and I got an alert on my smartphone that motion was detected at our front door. I checked my Blink app, and I saw it was just my cool new device being delivered.
10: Hey, we agreed no new devices except Blink.
11: Just kidding. Not kidding. This is your last chance to save up to a massive 42% on outdoor cameras or up to $200 on multi-camera XT systems through April 27th. Thanks to Blink, home security just got easier. Visit blinkprotect.com/offer. blinkprotect.com/offer. Hey
2: Coming up in minutes, Ron Capps, NHRA Funny Car winner from Atlanta, joining us in here. I don't think he's won since Charlotte last year. Ron Capps will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Do yourself a favor. Go to lucasoil.com. Check out the plethora of products to keep your ride on the road. Internal, external engine issues. Lucas Oil has a product to keep it righteous. What about inside your car, outside your car? Go to LucasOil.com and make your choice to go with Lucas Lucas Oil. So how soon before Kentucky Derby-type finish happens in NASCAR? Well, leading into the season, NASCAR said, basically, we're going to change things up. Series officials said, look, man, if you fail, if you fail tech after you win a race, we're going to yank it. In fact, Steve O'Donnell was quoted as saying back early February, we're changing the culture. We have tried to do it one way, and it hasn't worked. So, curious, uh, there hasn't been a tech failure with Xfinity, the truck series, the cup series. They haven't failed an inspection.
4: Well, post-race.
2: Post-race, sorry. Yes, okay. yes, a post-race.
4: Because even just this weekend, pre-qualifying tech, Eric Almarola lost his car chief because they failed twice. <laughs> so, yeah, there's been plenty of pre- and post-qualifying tech failures this year, but nothing post-race
2: yet. Statman, I don't know if you saw the Kentucky Derby, but it was, you know, 20 minutes of... This isn't going to happen. This is holy smokes. They just gave a 65 to one, the champion or the, the wind, the Kentucky Derby. And it's like, no, this is happening, man.
3: I didn't see the race, but I did read about it and saw the, you know, the videotape and saw the, the blocking and maybe they ought to have these people, uh, in NASCAR, covering the NASCAR race and call blocking on some of the people that do that in the race there. Oh, uh, but Statman
4: ma- Rubbin's racing.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, cheating's racing too in mm-hmm. some series. So uh, yeah, it, it could only get, it could only get crazier when uh, people are allowed to uh, do it once in a while. And then you suddenly call it and said, Hey, why come you didn't call it the five other times it happened? So uh, it'd be (laughs) difficult to call it now after they've ignored it for years.
4: That's one of the things that they were saying. Once the complaint was filed yesterday or in some parts of this country last night, with the Kentucky Derby, once it was filed, some of the announcers were going on saying, you know, if this would happen at any any other track, this win would be taken away. But then they kept playing the replay. And I think a difference here is just how sloppy that track was. Are, are we really 100% certain that he pushed his horse into the way of, the, that he pushed the number seven in the way of the number one? No. Did the number one lose stride? Not very much. And then how, how are we supposed to guarantee that it wasn't just a slip? I mean, it's just, yeah, this is just weird. But you
2: weird. also look at how this happened, and the horse that Maximum Security allegedly affected didn't get the win. So it's like, right. let's, let's say Kevin Harvick's going for the win. he goes up to block Brad Kozlowski, who's on a run to win the race, but Joey Logano benefits from that block, and Joey Logano ends up getting, I don't...
4: Well, Kenny, that has happened in NASCAR. I believe it, was at Chicago or Richmond? I can't remember the exact track, but... The old Michael Waltrip racing days, when who was it that purposely spun out to benefit his teammate to get into the championship? It was
2: Boyer, a true oh, was Boyer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: don't think it doesn't happen in NASCAR too.
2: No, but how do you award it to to the to the again the horse that wasn't affected by it? I don't, I don't
3: get it. Stat? Well, I don't know that you, I don't know that you could get away with that in NASCAR. Uh, or in motor racing, but, you know, rules are rules. And if you uh, break them, then they have to be called. And the classic is whether it, you know, whether it's in the first minute or the final minute, uh, you know, but there are times, like in the championship game in the NFC last year, that the uh, pass interference that wasn't called, mm-hmm. or any of the times that uh, James Harden in the NBA travels, or kicks his feet out and they call or don't call the foul. So yeah, it happens in all other sports. It just so happens that when uh, uh, cars are going 200 miles an hour and they throw it around the racetrack, blocking other people, then they don't call it. But a a one ton horse, yeah, throw everybody out of the thing. (laughs) And one thing that did happen within those 15 or 20 minutes
2: I don't know if it could happen in NASCAR. Let's say, again, a driver felt gypped, and they protest immediately. Has NASCAR, or do they have the power to, to hold up that winner, to hold up? We've well, talked yeah, about
4: I don't believe they have in the past. That's a very good point, because in the past, the the official order has not become official until Tuesday after the race. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a very good point with Steve O'Donnell saying earlier that, you know, times have changed. We need to start you know, reevaluating how we are monitoring these situations. Who knows if moving forward this could become something new and different and better for NASCAR. Yeah, tw- yeah. a decision in 20 minutes. Wow.
3: Especially if they start turning over uh, the, the, to gamblers and the gamblers de- yeah. decide, hey, 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 wait a minute. What are we doing here? But they have had in the past, and I'm, I haven't mentioned this before because I just can't remember the race, but it has happened in the past where somebody has won, they found a problem, they docked them uh, owner points, they docked, the docked them driver points, but they didn't take the win away. They may have even taken away the purse, but, or they don't have purses anymore, but uh, they've, ta- they've docked them points but they haven't taken away the win. And I think that's the thing that Crash was just talking about. This new president wants to take away the win and not just dock points.
4: That matters more. I mean, points matter in the long term for the championship. But, yeah, taking away a win, that I think deep down with the driver, that matters more.
2: NASCAR's first race, 1949, saw the winner disqualified. Richard Petty kept his 198th career victory in 1983 at Charlotte despite having an oversized engine and left-side tires on the right side of the car. Instead, he was fined $35,000 of a purse that was $40,000 and some change, stripped of 104 points. In 1991, NASCAR penalized Ricky Rudd for spinning Davy Allison out of the lead just before the final lap at Sonoma. Rudd crossed the finish line first, but was given the black flag Allison who came across the line behind Rudd was given the checkered flag and ruled the winner.
4: <laughs> well, there you go.
2: Man, just, I I don't want to see it. Yeah, I do. I, I want to see it just to see what kind of mayhem starts with that.
4: Oh, social media would go nuts.
3: Right? Oh, my God. it would be fantastic. <laughs> the gamblers would go nuts, too, when yeah, they started yeah. instituting this gambling thing. <laughs> yeah, with social, again, with
2: social media, I mean, say what you will about any sport that has a controversy. Are you kidding me? The Saints and the Rams and that NFC Championship game, the controversy with that call. I mean, NASCAR could have a call like that and get people fired up for 24, 48 hours instead of a damn wreck that gets a highlight through the news that evening. Coming up, Ron Capps, NHRA Funny Car winner. He'll join us, AJ Foyt, next hour. It's a big show here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. More Freaks coming up, Lucas Oil
12: Studios. My direction, Mama, this surely is a dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mama, this surely is a dream. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, proving anywhere is possible with Speed Freak's And get awesome.
0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
11: Marky got with Sharon. And Sharon got Sharia. She was Sharon. Sharon's outlook on the topic of disease. Mikey had a facial scar and Bobby was. Soul
2: Studios Freak Nation, damn near nineteen years have been doing this thing. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, speedfreaks.tv. Of course, your website at Speed Freaks on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Ron Caps. He's been coming in those nineteen years, a big win in Atlanta. And I mentioned the Speed Freaks bump prior to you joining us that we tweeted out after your I think heading into your second round, I said, Ron Caps, come see us and I'd be damned. You go out and win that stupid thing.
13: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be honest with you, we were struggling a little bit and uh you know, we had weird weather come in—rain, storms. Uh, we lost a qualifying run, and just you know, trying to get our feet back under us. And Tobler—he's—he he, just—he was like a beat-down dog the last couple of days, and um, that's not normal for him. So, he—he he, he woke up this morning. I don't know what he had in his Wheaties, man. But we went up there with that lane choice, won first round. Then raced John for second round, who's running really good, and beat them. And then went uh, 402 in the process, which is one of the quicker runs, and, and we did it in the bad lane. And, Uh, what everybody considered was a bad lane. So um, to beat Tim Wilkerson in the final, and we did it, you know, running side by side, it was uh, just one of those days you dream about.
2: Ron Capps, NHRA Funny Car winner from Atlanta, his first since, I believe, Charlotte last year. And, Ron, let's say the 25- or 30-year-old Ron Capps, you, you were in this lull at that age versus where you are now. Would you have handled it differently?
13: Oh, for sure. In fact, this is one of the first racetracks I came to as a rookie in top fuel. And ironically, John Forrest took Mander's wing back then. Even though I drove dragster, uh, I got to hang out that week. And there's some stories I probably could never tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be a good book if I could, but I got to hang out with him. It was like hanging out with Elvis to me. And he taught me how to drive, even though it wasn't on a dragster. And he was a funny car guy. And from then on, we became really good friends. And eventually I switched to funny car. And here we are, you know, 25 years later, battling him for uh, for one of these big races. And so... It's always big, um, you know, to have, you know, he's still the name. John Forrest still the guy you want to beat. And right now he's got a great race car. So he's trying to get that 150th win, and, and I surely didn't want to be in the other lane and, and help him get it. So um, just a big, big day today. I mean, you know, this race car today, our Napa car, and a special paint job too with Napa brakes, but it made me look way better than I am. <laughs>
4: Well, what is something Ron Capps that John Force taught you 25 years ago that still sticks with you today?
13: Well, a lot of th- well, I'm not going to tell you, Crash. Oh, and true. And everybody, all the other drivers will hear.
4: True. <laughs>
13: <laughs> no, he, uh, you know, a lot of back then was was not good racetracks and peddling a car was was a big deal. And he's obviously probably the best in the world at any category at peddling a car and the feel of a car. So he taught me a lot, even though I was in a dragster, how to reach up and just tug on the brake. When you're on a track, it's hot and humid and tricky. Um, little things that really helped me win a lot early in my career. And like I said, it was just it was ironic that all of a sudden there I am in Funny Car, a couple of years later, and I'm racing against him. You know, my rookie year in Funny Car, and um, you know, it's, he's uh, he's still one of my closest friends out here. But um, you know, beating him today was cool. That was definitely a feather in the cap.
4: And you took him down on his birthday weekend. That's hey, like, that's, that's too re- bad.
13: <laughs> yeah. yeah. As Don Perdomo would say, we're not out here to make friends.
4: (laughs) You know, there's a lot being made, though, of Ron Tobler. And like you just alluded to at the beginning of this interview, I don't know what was in his Wheaties this morning is what you said. And you guys were absolutely firing on all eight to get all these wins today and then to take home the Wally. But what is it between you and Ron Tobler and your good relationship that takes a difficult day like today and just plain makes it work?
13: Well, just in the press room a minute ago, I, I, I... I have to let people know that, you know, throughout my career, I've been lucky to work with these really awesome old-school crew chiefs. Um, And one thing I've learned is when they're struggling a little bit to find their groove, they need a good, consistent driver more than ever. That's when I need to be my best. When the car is hauling ass and it's running good, you step on the gas, you leave on time and just steer it straight, you're going to win. You're going to win races. You're going to win rounds. When they're struggling, that's when you need to be good because they can take the driver out of the equation and not worry about a driver. That's the biggest compliment I can get from a Ron Tobler and Ed McCulloch or Roland Leon or whoever, is that they don't ever have to worry about what I'm doing in the cockpit. They can go up and concentrate on trying to fix the quest, trying to fix whatever their, their, their ailments are in the tune-up. And that's when you have to be your best. And I see a lot of drivers, they don't run good and they get out and they, you know, they cry a little bit and they, they seem to make it worse. And it makes it worse on the crew team and it makes it worse on the team. So those are those moments, um, you know, I feel proud to be able to just buckle down and do the same thing over and over for my crew chief.
3: Ron Capps, it was a difficult weekend in Atlanta with the, all the weather and short and qualifying. When did it occur to you that I've got to make everything count and give your best for Ron Tobler, your crew chief?
13: I, you know, I didn't. I, we won on a hole shot in the final, which I didn't know until just back here in the winter circle a minute ago. You know, racing Tim Wilkerson, you, I'm a huge Tim Wilkerson fan, and um, I just, I went up there and just, I we got to the final round. And I thought to myself, we, we've gone this far. <laughs> We're in <laughs> Napa headquarters is about half hour from here in Atlanta, so uh, a lot of pressure. Special Napa breaks paint scheme. I mean, so much going on that we really, you know, it's ironic. It's funny how you get up for first round and you just want to get past first round. Then you win second. Then you get in the semi, you're like, oh shoot, now we got to win the race. So it's funny how the emotions are a roller coaster throughout the day, um, and I don't think I felt really sure of anything till about the time I hit the parachute button in the final round <laughs> and saw my little win on. So uh, that was huge.
3: Ron Caps is in the Speed Freaks pits, the NHRA Funny Car winner in Atlanta this weekend. Tell us about your relationship with your crew chief, Ron Tobler. Some crew chief driver relationships are all over the map. Where's yours?
13: Yeah, no, no, wait. Tobler and I. We've had some really, what I look back on, I got a great picture of my house. It's him and I. We won Pomona a few years back, right before the championship. And we had sort of a come to Jesus meeting about the car and me in the cockpit and driving the car. And he went to work to make the car better for me to drive. And that's when we had problems. You know, everybody was having problems with the laid back headers because the cars were the most difficult to drive. They were in years. I hadn't so much problems. and it, And it was just, it was fun to hash that out like brothers and then go up there and him give, give all the effort to make that car better for me to be able to get it to the finish line. So we've had those moments, but, uh, he, I truly, you know, he's, he's such a great guy. Everybody knows him as Ron Tolbert, the guy at the track, but he is, uh, he is like a big brother to me now. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a great relationship. We've won a lot of races together and he keeps talking about retiring in two years, but (laughs) I think we're going to pull the godfather on him. We're not going to let him out.
3: Ron Capps, you follow all forms of racing. Tell us if the relationship between the driver and the crew chief in drag racing is different than relationships in other forms of racing like NASCAR.
13: I think overall it's the same. Uh, you look at those relationships and you can tell there, there's there's driver's crew chief relationships that I know for a fact, guys that I know in NASCAR that do not like their crew chiefs, but they perform so well together on the track. Um and yet then there's other ones you could tell they hang out away from the racetrack and you could tell that relationship. Same with the spotters. But um, I look at it like like it's like it's Roger DeCoster and whoever the rider is. Like <laughs> you've got to perform and you have to perform because that guy has already been there. He's done it and been there. It's not somebody that's never, never tried or never been in the trenches. And I love watching Supercross. So um, I always look at that. I love what Roger DeCoster has done. But uh, you can tell those relationships that he has, it's, uh, it's a no BS. And he doesn't look like he, I'm sure he is, friendlier than he looks. But um, I feel like that's the proper the proper way. You've got to do your job when you guys are at the racetrack. And away from the racetrack, it, it's different.
4: So Ron Tobler and Ron Capps walk into a bar together. Who's the first one to whip out the wallet and, and pay for first round? Who is also the one that's going to win a barroom brawl?
13: Oh, it's uh, it's it's a <laughs> it's a race first of all but first before we even whip our wallets out it's like what shot are we doing to kick the night off <laughs> and then what wine is is Tover picking we always let him pick the wine and then it's a battle for who can get the wallet out but um, you know I, I, I love racing with a guy I love losing with the guy and I really love winning with a guy.
4: Ooh, that's key. Ron, when how... you can lose well with a friend. That's key right there.
2: Uh, how old are your, how old are the kids now?
13: Uh, my daughter Taylor is 22. My, Jesus. Our son is 17. Caden.
2: What the hell? Oh my God.
13: I know. You're what getting are, old, man.
2: What are you thinking? Damn. <laughs> Roddy, we're proud of you, man. Thanks for doing it, bud.
13: Hey, man. You guys rock. Thanks so much. I feel good now going into Richmond. I got the mojo. Bam. <laughs> Later. <laughs> All right. See you guys.
2: You know, Statman, playing off of your scat, which, again, we'll hear to, uh, next hour as well, about the age or the, the lack of youth in NASCAR, think about NHRA, too. Where are we going to be in 10 years with the NHRA, Statman, with he, he, Ron Cap taking on Tim Wilkerson? You're still talking about John Forrest. you got Jack Beckman. We could go on and on with the older guys that are in drag racing.
4: Yeah, but hold on a second. let us Let's go to what he said in that interview. He said... When you asked about his kids, he goes, yeah, you're getting old, man. He, he didn't say he was getting old. He so, said you were getting old, Kenny. <laughs>
2: That's a fact, Jack. But, Statman, think about that, man. With the NHRA in 10 years, where are we going to be?
3: Well, we'll still be here on Sunday nights. But right? uh, <laughs> <laughs> John Force would still be out there. And, you know, the, the difference, the difference, just it just came to me in the nhra so many of the drivers own their own teams and they stay there uh because they can't well, In the case of force he can't find anybody that's better than him and uh <laughs> that that's what he wants to do so uh it's you don't have many teams in the nhra where the people go out and um uh, hire somebody to here come drive this car prudhomme did it but Prudhomme's out of business now. He left. He left that business. So uh, it's you know guys. Uh, Wilkerson owns his own team. I guess um, uh, DSR. Don Schumacher uh, hires people, obviously, uh, but his son is one of the people that he hires. Caps is, was with Prudhomme, and now he's there. So yeah, it's not a lot of it's not a lot of seats for young guys to get into. Uh, because a lot of the teams are owned by the guys that are driving the car. As important
2: as, and again, I'm speaking from a series standpoint, as important as reaction time and speed is for the NHRA, so is the noise. So is the loudness of top fuel, funny car, even stocks, pro stocks. Just all drag racing, it's about being loud. And you look at some of the stuff that you've covered, Statman, with Formula E, at, at least in sports cars and formula racing, it's leading to that direction. You don't have anything like that in drag racing, which I think is my point. That
4: Wait, leading to the direction of being quieter and more...
2: Electric. Okay,
4: yeah. <laughs> electric. There the, you go. the
2: evolution of Formula E, and, and again, I've kept my eye on this the last year or so, that it's, I'm not going to say light year stat, man. But the length that these cars can now go on on a charge, the the horsepower—I I don't know—do you call horsepower elect, electric cars? I don't—I don't know. Yeah, but they, it's have, just...
3: they, they have a, a a thing that works out the horsepower. But it's funny you should mention this because I had this con- this exact conversation with more than one person at mid Ohio this weekend. Uh, and as long as the manufacturers are interested in selling cars and they don't they're not worried so much about winning races as long as they're interested in selling cars and cars are becoming hybrids and electrics they're going to have to find a way to uh, get that into um, uh, the sport that they're sponsoring i mean even uh they're forcing the issue in the world rally championship uh the uh, global rallycross here in the United States disappeared. Uh, They don't, manufacturers aren't putting their money up to watch us race cars that aren't in the showrooms. And that's what is going to have to change. Now, uh, Toyota is selling its technology in drag racing. They're not selling cars so much, uh, but ultimately that's going to help get people into the showroom Because their technology is so great and they win races.
4: And this just goes back on the Porsche rumor, Porsche joining IndyCar, that was a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, one of the main reasons as to why that story never materialized was because Porsche wants to focus on their electric future. And there is...
3: Oh, clash. I got to cut you off. Yeah. Porsche's getting ready to take a dead aim at um, the... Oh crap the, the the electric the big electric car they just came out with a second car. I can't think of the name right now, but they're Not going Tesla, der- Tesla. Okay. They're going right after it. He's oh, in really? the crosshairs and uh, <laughs> they're coming out with something. Oh, they're
4: coming out with something. <laughs> well, there you go. That's exciting, I know. It sounds good. Jeez. But, yeah, that's – Porsche told IndyCar, until you have some sort of an electric component, we're not going to be a part of your series. Yeah, that would have been point? huge. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah.
2: We could talk more about this next hour, but, again, look at the Sport Compact, how that just came and went and all the, the hoopla to, to, to get it involved with the NHRA, and then all of a sudden it's gone – and it, they just couldn't accept it. They just couldn't accept that. Yeah, a,
4: Sport Compact was the technology of yeah. the future, at least at the time. It, but you're right, it still failed. Yeah, uh, it's. But that's not going to happen with electric racing. I I do see that as the future.
2: Just interesting. I just I just wonder where drag racing is going to be
3: ten years from now. You know, it's it's, well, it's a Pro Stock is disappearing. It wasn't in yeah. Atlanta this. Yeah. Right. Because the manufacturers, you know, they they gotta, you gotta find a place for it.
2: That's yeah, bonkers. Think about it, Freak Nation. Coming up next hour, AJ Foyt, one of the greatest motorsports drivers ever, four-time Indy 500 champion. It is the month of May, so hell yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit of IndyCar Car for the next few Sundays.
4: He just got some bron- bronze bricks on the start-finish line. Booyah! Booyah!
2: Bill Oberlin hanging out at Mid-Ohio, doing him some sports car racing. Statman ca- caught up with him. He'll be joining us. It's a big second hour of the Freaks. Make sure you're here, man. Follow us on Twitter and the website, speedfreaks.tv. More Freaks with Stat, Crash, and yours truly. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pist, Lucas Oil Studios.
5: Take it all. The paper is your
0: game. you jump jumping bad with fame. Another one not painted for.
5: Read it.
1: That's 800-223-0992.
8: Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what?
2: Second hour of the Freaks. Coming up, A.J. Foyt, one of the greatest drivers ever in all of motorsports. He'll be here. Bill Oberlin, sports car champion. Numerous race wins. He'll be here in the Freak Nation as mid-Ohio wraps up. Statman had a chance to catch up with Bill Oberlin. He'll be here in the Freak Nation, but I can't wait to get A.J. Foyt here with the Freaks. This hour brought to you by our friends at ISM Raceway, formerly Phoenix Raceway. It's ISM Raceway right here in Phoenix, Arizona, man. It's the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series semifinal coming up November 10th. Get your tickets now. It's the 8th, 9th, and 10th to join the masses. Fantastic weather. 75, 80,000 folks out there. 75 degrees. Going to sell out. Semifinal race, November 10th, the cup race at ISM Raceway. Go to ismraceway.com. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, the website, speedfreaks.tv. miss any of the show, go to the website. We'll have it up there for you tomorrow morning. Also on Facebook and Instagram. As I mentioned, A.J. Foyt coming up this hour. Crasher, I'll ask A.J. Foyt this about when the calendar turns to May 1. Mm. And it is it is innate. I mean, it is part of your makeup when you get to May 1. It's just, you know, what... <laughs> it's
4: You're not counting good. down, at least I am. I mean, born and raised in Indianapolis and the Indy 500 being such a central part of my family, with both my uncle and my dad being assistant medical directors at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, it just became huge. Our family, we counted down the, that last week of April to get ready for May, and it's just—it's always been that way for me. And now, as you've seen, I've kind of trained our daughter as she woke us up on May 1st, saying, "What, Kenny?
2: Happy May
4: 1st!" <laughs> <sighs> She goes, happy May, mommy and daddy. Wow. And then about a minute later, she goes, mommy, the Indy 500 is this month. Wow.
2: <laughs>
4: I'm like, yes, well done. I'm patting myself on the back going, all right, another generation.
2: You know what it is for what The, the season for me, and it's actually a, a smell for me, and it's usually end of September, 1st of October, where it just smells like football. <laughs> Now, racing doesn't do it for me, but football does. I mean, basketball doesn't. Hockey doesn't. Baseball doesn't. I mean, uh, being here in Phoenix for the last six years, it, there, I understand the feeling of spring training. I get it. But for me, you walk outside and there, you just smell it. You smell football, which I guess that's your May. Statman, do you have one of those instances?
3: yeah well yeah i mean i i agree with you when it gets a little cooler and you start smelling fireplaces in the chimneys and uh you know you got to put on a sweater and the leaves start falling off the trees and you know it's football season and that's that's the best time of the year and again i don't i'm not downplaying it at all with crasher again
2: her father at one time was assistant medical director at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. She was born and raised in Indianapolis, so I get it. I freaking get it. I understand.
4: Which, by the way, I don't know if I've even told you this yet, Kenny. There's a film debuting on Carb Day Night that weekend of the Indy 500, and it's a bunch of scenes through the decades at IMS of the medical teams just going through some gnarly, gnarly crashes and and rehabbing drivers, and I am dying to know if my dad is in that that flick because – Steve Olvey and Dr. Okay. Steve Olvey. Dr. Steve Olvey and Dr. Terry Trammell are the two features of this movie. My dad started with Dr. Steve Olvey, and they were best buds in that medical center. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting to see.
2: Like I said, Freak Nation, it May 1, it, the whole scene changes. It's just, just take a back seat. I know men and women out there with your spouses, they have certain, maybe certain days of the week or, Certain times of the year, we <laughs> just give it up. And uh, May, for Crasher, you just give it up for the Indy 500.
4: The house turns black and white. Sorry, not sorry.
2: It's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. Guarantee it. So, yeah, A.J. Foyt coming up in about eight minutes. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, again, Bill Oberlin here in the Freak Nation. And I want to talk a couple of things. Gambling, NASCAR races, it's evidently going to get bigger and get bigger faster we'll get to that also nascar's back to single car qualifying single round qualifying for all three of his national series Uh, yeah yeah
13: we'll
2: get to that but going to reset with some affiliates coming up in a bit and get back with you freak nation
0: promise to suck less speed freaks motorsports radio redefined the freaks welcome
2: freak nation affiliates you got speed freaks on a sunday night lucasol studios how you doing man big second hour a.j Foyt coming up in moments bill Auberlin, sports car champion multiple multiple race winner bill Auberlin here in the freak nation stat man had a chance to catch up with With him at the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship races going off at Mid-Ohio. Crash status, pit news and notes brought to you by General Tire. Do yourself a favor, your family a favor. Go with General Tires in that big old fat truck. What about a mean freaking SUV? General Tire sure would have sexy on that big old thing. General Tire, that's GeneralTire.com. Crasher?
4: Just about every racing series was affected by Mama Nature this weekend, but Supercross wasn't. The Supercross season now is over as well. That's just weird. Where's the time going? Eli Tomac took the win in the Vegas finale. Eli Tomac on the top spot, Marvin Muskin second, Cooper Webb third, but it was Cooper Webb, your 2019 Supercross season champion. The 250 East-West shootout also went off in Vegas. Dylan Fernandez with the win. He also was your 250 West champ. Your 250 East champ, Chase Sexton. Rain. Yeah, it hindered NHRA at the beginning of their weekend in Hotlanta, but today was A-OK. Steve Torrance taking the win in Top Fuel yet again. Ron Capps, you just heard from him last hour. He broke his drought, his winless drought, back to Charlotte last fall with his funny car win in Atlanta. And, yes, we talked a little barroom brawling. Andrew Hines in the motorcycles. He took the win, and it was number 100 for Harley Davidson in the NHRA. That's huge. The IMSA series, Statman was hanging out in mid-Ohio all weekend. And, yep, they had rain affect them at the beginning, but not as much today. The overall win today, Dane Cameron and Juan Montoya. The GTLM winners, Earl Bamber and Lawrence Van Thorpe And the GTD winners, Jack Hawksworth and Richard Heiston. Like Kenny said, we're going to hear from Bill Oberlin in just about 30 minutes. The ARCA series was rain postponed until today. Christian Eckes your winner and we had that interview about an hour ago check out speedfreaks.tv if you missed the Venturini Motorsports driver in the Freak Nation and speaking of rain the cup race was canceled today moved to Monday with a scheduled noon eastern time start tomorrow Johnny Sauter, your winner in the trucks Christopher Bell in the Xfinity series
2: coming up AJ Foyt one of the greatest drivers ever joining us here at the Freak Nation Lucas Oil Studios
4: Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba.
2: For over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, and your anywhere. From the aggressive all terrain performance of the new Grabber ATX to the strong and durable all purpose terrain grabber APT, General Tires balance excellent on road performance with off road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to generaltire.com. General Tire
6: Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand
2: your MavTV.
4: All right,
2: I know it's Sunday night, but you can always prepare. You know what? You don't need to wait for next weekend to grab yourself some Bubba Burgers. When you're throwing down in your favorite grocery store this week, grab yourself some Bubba Burgers, frozen food section, jalapeno. We got about two or three dozen bacon cheddar burgers. Well, okay, we got about a dozen now. Go to BubbaBurger.com for more information, but do what smart folks do in your favorite grocery store, frozen food section, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never... Never taste a better burger than a bubba. You heard us talking about it being May and how May, for open-wheel fans, it means a whole hell of a lot. Okay, it means Indianapolis 500. Uh, Coming up in moments, his name is A.J. Foyt, four-time Indy 500 champion. He'll be joining us. Also coming up this hour, Statman and his Statman Scat. Where's the Utes? Where's the Utes in NASCAR? That's coming up in your man scat. It's the month of May, and many motorsports fiends, IndyCar fiends, when May 1 strikes, a lot of folks perk up. Uh, yeah. Four-time Indy 500 winner, one of the greatest ever, A.J. Foyt joins us here in the Freak Nation. And when you turn over your calendar to May 1, do you perk up a little bit more, A.J.?
12: I try to stay perked up all the time, but I do get a little bit hopped up when May comes around.
4: What are you talking about, though? How can anybody get you off your bulldozer and your your farm in Texas to get you to do anything?
12: Well, that's true. That's where I just come from a while ago.
14: <laughs>
12: there are... I can't I can't drive the cars no more, but I can still drive my dozers.
14: Hey,
2: A.J. Foyt, one of the greatest drivers in history joining us here in the Freak Nation. There are football players when September or October rolls around. It's like a smell, a taste in the air. Is it the same way with you in May and that you just know that that Indy 500 is coming?
12: Well, you know, to me, the Indy 500 is what made A.J. Foyt. A lot of the drivers that went and think they made the Indy 500, but I got news for them. There were a lot of great drivers for A.J. Foyt or Andretti or whoever. And uh, I'm just glad that I was among some of the great drivers. And like I say, could I have beat some of the older ones? I doubt it. But could Daddy beat me in my time? I doubt that. So I don't know. It's just a, a wonderful career I had, and I enjoyed every minute of it. And so many people have jobs, they tell you how they hated them. Well, I love mine. I had a lot of good days, and I had bad days. But, you know, anything you love to do, you're going to have bad days.
4: A.J. Foyt, you are a four-time winner of the Indy 500. There's only three people out of the 103 years of running this race that can say that. And it's you, it's Alencer Sr., and it's Rick Mears. It's incredible. You just made a very modest comment about, yeah, you know, I've had some good days and bad days. You've had some damn good, good days, A.J. (laughs) Foyt. You are one of the greatest drivers of all time, but things have changed so much. Can you, is there any way to describe what racing was like in the 60s and 70s when you were out there versus racing now
12: well you know i always say records are made to be break, uh, broken and you take the cars today and with the manufacturer got the motors you know back then like al and myself everybody built their own cars most everybody you had to do your own motor work uh so it wouldn't surprise me now to see somebody win six or seven times because it's there for them to do it, you know, because you got the equipment. It ain't like the equipment we had the baby a lot. Nowadays, you can run it flat out all day long, and nine times out of ten, you're not going to have motor problems or something. So, like I say, I was glad to win it in the roadsters with the office, and I was glad to win it, you know, with Ford and Chevrolet. So, I had some great days and had a lot of fun. <laughs> and what else can you ask for in life?
3: Exactly, A.J., and you've won this race both as a team owner and a driver. What's different now as a team owner? You won this race in 1999, the Indy 500, with Kenny Brack. What's different now between those two roles?
12: Well, you know, I've kind of turned it over to my son Larry. Larry. He's doing most of the call, call of shots and until I really see him get out to lunch and, and then I kind of get back on it because when you've been there and you've done that, you always see a lot of the mistakes they make, even though you made some yourself that you didn't realize. But uh, he's mainly doing most of it because, hell – I wasn't supposed to live this long. I've overlived my life anyway.
4: <laughs> <laughs> AJ Foyt, you bring up a good point. The big story this time, the beginning of May last year in 2018, was you coming off some stem cell surgery and, and how amazing it made you feel. So, yeah, I mean, you are, it's almost like you are a brand new AJ Foyt right now.
12: Oh, boy. Well, I'm I'm feeling better than I have been. The last three or four years, I've been pretty sick, you know, and Like the doctor told me the other day, because I had that staph infection three times, and it was lucky I beat it the first time. And he said, we can't have no more operation, A.J., because I'm scared the fourth time. You probably won't make it. But, hell, I've had odds like that against me before. If I get it, I'll make it.
2: (laughs) You'll kick its ass. Holy smokes, man. (laughs) You've kicked everybody else's ass, so why not kick a a
12: staph infection's ass? Right? Yeah, it's, you know, like I say, I think when he calls you, you're going to go regardless from talking to you or whatever we're doing.
3: (laughs) Super Tex, A.J. Foyt. You've always been a one-car team as an owner. Who would you have wanted as a teammate when you were a driver back in the day?
12: Well, you know, Al Unser, I gave him his first ride at Indy in my backup car. In other words, it's a car he had. He couldn't make the show, and I had the first uh, Lola. There was in Indy, and I told Al, I said, it does this and that, but you can probably qualify, but just don't get in and hit the brakes or something because it'll dart real bad, and so he qualified it. And so Al Senior and I have been good friends for a long time.
4: He better be thanking you consistently for that because, like you said, you know, Indy 500 kind of made him too.
12: Yeah. It, well, I think all the guys. To think they made the Indy 500 are full of crap. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, who in the world thinks that they made the Indy 500? This is a race that's been around for 103 freaking years. Actually, longer than that, we had to take off for the two world wars. So, I, I don't even know what you're saying there, AJ.
12: Well, I'd rather not name them, but I know a few of them. <laughs>
3: that a boy.
12: <laughs> Bam.
3: Yes, sir. A.J. Foyt, the legend, is in the Speed Freaks pits. Let's go back to the 60s and 70s. How much different is the track surface now at Indy compared to what it was then?
12: Actually, I did go long enough where they pay the front straightaway, like the other day, talking about the bricks on the front straightaway. I said before, when it was all front bricks on the front straightaway, the whole front straightaway was full of bricks. I said, when you crossed them, your feelings fell out of your teeth.
0: (laughs) 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 Pretty rough.
4: Yeah, seriously. I mean, if you think about it, that wasn't that long ago. Your first race was in 1958, so we're talking 61 years. And, yeah, you used to race, what is that? It's got to be at least a half mile on bricks.
12: Oh, yeah. One thing I see that helped racing more than anything, where we carried 75 gallons of fuel, you carry 18 gallons, you got crash walls where we just had cement and the cars are so much safer today. I mean, everything about them has been... When you look back when I started and how many people were in the race, you won't count half a dozen still here.
2: AJ, Crash and I are based out in Phoenix. What are some memories that you have of racing here in Phoenix?
12: Well, the biggest thing, I think, uh, my first championship I won was at Phoenix on the mild dirt. You know, I think the fairgrounds or something, or they call it. And then the first race they had at Phoenix... I won that race, so that's one of my biggest.
2: Did you ever have to fend off any rattlesnakes or scorpions?
12: <laughs> well, I got them in Del Rio at my ranch out there. We got a big, a lot of big rattlesnakes. <laughs> and also some of them killer bees that tore my butt up.
4: <laughs> oh, I remember. That was that was only a couple of years ago, wasn't it?
12: Yeah, I've been three times they've got me. Now all my dozers got the cabs on with air conditioning. No more open ones. <laughs> So the, the, the,
2: the cars, the tracks, they couldn't kill you. The, bee, the bees couldn't kill you. The staff infections couldn't kill you. What's next, bro?
12: I think when he called me, I got to go.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: Uh, he's a legend when it comes to motorsports and, and personalities. AJ, it's always greatness when you join the freaks, buddy.
12: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, buddy. Okay, thank you
2: all. Just think about that. Killer bees, staph infection.
4: Totally forgot about that.
2: Some of the gnarliest accidents you'll ever see without a any type of head or neck support.
4: <laughs> There's and, a picture I posted, oh gosh, probably a month ago now on Instagram, and I also put it up on Twitter and Facebook, and it was of Johnny Rutherford at Eldora in an IndyCar. Yes, IndyCar's raced at Eldora on the dirt, and he had a pretty bad crash, and he's basically flipping out i mean the car is upside down he's basically flipping out of the fence area and his arms are literally straight up and down like if he were to just land right then and there his arms would be crushed he did break his arms but yeah that was that was safety back in the day just a simple little seat belt not a five not a five or six point harness insane
2: Statman, what's your first solid memory of a.j Foyt racing
3: Oh wow! Um, I don't know. You know what? It was in my mind when he was talking there. One of the things he also survived you didn't mention was doing a promo for the freaks. <laughs> that's right.
4: They also want me to sign their book, but, but, but I, I won't. won't. <laughs> that was the uh, Texas Motor Speedway.
2: Is that where it was? That and yeah. that's when was Ron Hornaday his driver?
4: What? No.
2: Look it up. Was what? Ron Horn? Yes. Who's the Who's the guy that owned the mansion that Forrest bought?
4: Oh, that was Conseco, and it's now the Lucas Oil Mansion. That was Conseco. So yeah, I forget who. I
2: think Conseco was on the side of the car, and it was Ron Hornaday, number fourteen.
4: Jeez, in, in NASCAR? Come on,
2: Suave, so. right? Look at it. Yeah, you it's right there. You just pulled the picture.
4: Yeah. All right, there it is. Conseco, okay, number fourteen. There.
3: Any, any questions? Well, wow.
4: okay, nice work, Kenny. Well Appreciate done.
3: <laughs> well done. And Hornaday was driving the car.
2: Yeah. A.J. Foyt's number. How
3: about that? <laughs> oh, Freak Nation, gambling. So the and- first time he made the real international headlines was when he was driving the Ford at Le Mans. They won in when was that? '66. With uh, he and um, uh Mario were driving the uh the the G T forty.
4: Did they drive together? I think so. Dang.
3: I I think I had that right. Whoa.
2: I just I don't see that happening. Holy smokes.
3: Wait a minute, I might be wrong on that, but I don't think so.
2: Well, there you go, Freak Nation. A.J. Foyt joining us here in the Freak Nation as we get set for the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500. Coming up in moments, moment, your Statman, Scat, youth or lack thereof and NASCAR. We'll get to that. Statman also catches up with Bill Oberlin, sports car champion, race winner multi-times over. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. And, by the way, missing of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it up there for you
3: monday morning
1: good evening my in- Let's to provide it. guidance to mankind
3: lots of noise these days about the falling attendance and tv ratings in nascar here's some more looking at the top 20 in points going into dover there are only two drivers with less than five years experience two alex bowman is 15th and william byron is 19th in points Even 23-year-old Chase Elliott, 7th in points, has been around 5 years in more than 120 races. There's little room for new drivers and new fans that would rebuild popularity. The average age of a NASCAR Cup driver was 34. Maybe a title run by Chase Elliott this year would reinvigorate the fan base, but knowing the media, they'd spend all the available time lauding Chase's dad, Bill Elliott, himself a former champion. Seems like there's only room for old guys on the track and in the stands. Sounds like a presidential field instead of a motor race. Peace.
0: Greece, Motorsports Radio
10: Redefined. Taming the briar patch, mowing the lawn, trimming the Yeti, whatever you call it, it's about time we talked about manscaping. Guys, you manscape, right? You know, keep things trimmed and fresh below the waist. Nine out of ten women of all ages prefer their guy manscaped. But you gotta have the right tools for the jewels, or you'll look like you use the machete. Hop over to manscaped.com and check out their perfect package. No, 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 not that perfect package. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 that was a smash hit on Shark Tank. It features the lawnmower, a precision trimmer engineered for below-the-waist grooming. Its skin-safe technology means no more accidental nicks and burns. Check out the lawnmower and the amazing grooming and hygiene products that come with your perfect package. What's that saying? Oh, yeah. Trim the shrubs and the tree stands taller. Get 20% off plus free shipping today. Visit Manscaped.com and use promo code USA. Again, use promo code USA at Manscaped.com. That's Manscaped.com.
5: Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt,
1: Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
2: Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Go to lucasoil.com. Are you a gun owner? What about a car owner? What about a boat owner? They've got the lube to keep damn near anything you got that uses lube on the road, on the range, on the water. Go to lucasoil.com. Freak's Choice and the Freak Studios brought to you by Lucas Oil. Who's singing this? Eddie Vedder. And? It's Eddie better, hard son. It's from. The, I first heard this song from the movie. What was the movie, Swabby?
4: I don't know who's harmonizing, but it's just a damn good song. Yeah,
2: it's a great song. Ah, it's a, It's based on a true story, too. Shoot, we'll get it. Look it up, Suave. Come on.
4: <laughs> Eddie better music. Hey, By the s- way, we didn't bring up, or I shame on me for not bringing it up. AJ Foyt, of course, Fort Wine. Wy- <laughs> cannot talk right now. Foyt Wines have a new wine-out for this month of May, honoring Tony Kanan. Ah. And there's some people out there saying, because, of course, Tony Kanon is a driver for AJ Point Racing right now. And there's some people saying, oh, well, he's been driving for you for a couple of years now. Why not, you know, why this year? And there's some people saying, maybe this is Kanon's final year in IndyCar. Will he hang things up after this year? Someone what? even Someone even sent me a text and said, if Tony Canon wins the Indy 500 at the end of this month, he just might retire in victory lane.
2: Someone that's close to yes. IndyCar? Mm-hmm. Right.
4: But yeah, apparently the, I've asked a few people about the wine because I'm like, hmm, maybe we can buy some for this month. And I've, people are saying it's a, it's a good, smooth wine.
2: So Crash, you being the residential Hoosier that you are, when are we going to be able to gamble
4: for the Indy 500? That's right. right. Yeah. Well, we're talking about, I mean, you can, if you're in Las Vegas, you can, if you have a Bovada account, but the actual sanctioning body embracing it, the good news is we're seeing NASCAR maybe on the, at least the initial steps of, of embracing gambling, sports gambling. So if NASCAR does it, IndyCar will follow suit.
2: Will we see beer and alcohol sold on Sunday in Indiana or... Will we, which will we see first?
4: We're gonna see gambling on motorsports <laughs> before we see alcohol sold in Indiana on a Sunday. It's ridiculous, and I laugh at people that come in for the Indy 500 because they're like, why Why are the liquor stores so crowded on Saturdays? Well, you can't come in here tomorrow morning before the race and buy anything, so you better get it all now. So
2: stupid. Statman, can you buy alcohol in uh, Ohio on Sunday?
3: <laughs> Whoa! Not being a <laughs> not being an imbiber, Mm. yeah, I think so. They used to have state stores here, but uh, those are gone, and uh, I'm pretty sure you can, yeah.
2: Again, we don't need to get into hypocrisy, so Mm. I won't. But that being said, NASCAR... (laughs) (laughs) will dive right in anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) NASCAR inks a deal with genius sports to create live betting. Genius Sports partnered with the NBA, NCAA, (laughs) Premier League, and PGA Tour, Mm -hmm. and now they're with NASCAR. They're the company that's going to provide the exclusive provider for a licensed sports book for NASCAR. Brilliant. The access to NASCAR's official data is going to allow Genesis Sports to create real-time gaming platforms that provide up-to-the-minute odds and... Prop bets, traditional wagers, a variety of these things. But you talk about the Kentucky Derby. We we were comparing the two at the top of the show and how, Statman, it seems like horse racing and the issues of thrown, maybe it's the fact that we're not in it, uh, of the illegalities that go on within horse racing, at least back in the day, have subsided somewhat. And that's the, really the first thing that comes to my mind is how can these NASCAR drivers, you know, rig the points a little bit.
3: It's going to be difficult, uh, in, especially in NASCAR. Like what if I'm sitting in the grandstands and I, uh, bet that, uh, Kyle Bush is going to win the next five. is going to lead the next five laps. Uh, and he leads four and a half before he, uh, Scrapes the wall and uh, then, you know, two weeks later, find out that he was betting, he, you know, he was betting on something, another outcome. Uh, there's too much in the hands of the driver. There's not enough referees and there's not enough transparency to keep that. I think ultimately you're going to have a problem. That's so true. Think about that.
2: A suspicious caution drops.
4: No more or debris we cautions. talked
3: about it we talked about it in the first hour. Uh, remember when Dale Earnhardt needed a, a pit stop and he spun the car at Bristol and uh, <laughs> he was penalized for it but mm-hmm. uh, he got a yellow flag and he and the same thing with uh, a, a boyer who wanted a, a yellow flag for one of his teammates uh, all of that is uh, you know they got to figure out a way to address that. To keep that from happening. And there's just not enough th- transparency to have certain kinds of bets. Again,
2: we're talking sports where there is plenty of room for human manipulation, whether it's baseball, hockey, motorsports, horse racing, boxing. Hello. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's coming. And those states that allow gambling, it'll be there quicker than you can imagine. Uh, it's happening when NASCAR are going to be able to gamble. I just the prop bets are going to be crazy. Like Statman says, next five lap, who, who leads the most laps? Or who, who leads? Kyle Bush. Oh, at lap four, that caution drops. Oh! <laughs> mm. Bill Oberlin, sports car champion. Won multiple, multiple races. Stepman caught up with him, Mid Ohio. Also, a couple gets into slapping around each other, knives and guns over their Chevys and Fords. I promise, it's coming up. Not much motorsports. Speed Freaks, Pistol, Lucas Oil Studios. We are Speed Freaks
0: Motorsports Radio, Redefined. Now, what if I told you
2: that the best burger you could buy to cook on your grill or stovetop, it was available in your favorite grocery store? Well, it is. And it's Bubba Burger. How awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound? Jalapeno, Angus, all-natural Bubba Burgers. Are you watching what you eat? Then grab the reduced fat or turkey Bubba Burgers. All in your favorite grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, go with Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba
14: going really well. Yeah, so I guess you've heard then. What? You mean that whole saving money with Geico thing? No. That I'm actually a chess picker.
9: (gasps) Pirate fans unite! That was not on the profile.
14: So now you've heard. Geico. Saving people money on car insurance and now an official partner of Major League Baseball.
6: Hey.
2: Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire, they got you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire, they're going to get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire,
5: cruising with speed freaks since 2001. You're listening to Speed
0: Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
2: General Tire, that's General Tire to you and me. You sporting an SUV? What about a Ford F-150? What About a Ford 250? What about a Ford and F-350? Listen, Gentle Tires got the tire for your ride, man. Go to GeneralTire.com or your favorite tire dealer. Big old tires, discount tire, tire pro. They ain't got general tires, gentletire.com.
5: I've given new
2: I still got it in me, Statman, to hit the post every now and then.
3: Well <laughs> done, sir. Like oh. that? Yeah. The pirate radio days. Mm. I wonder if
2: I was drunk or buzzed more on air than I wasn't.
4: Where? In Dallas? In Dallas or in L.A.? I'm
2: pirate. I'm pirate. Okay, I, did, I, I did evenings and overnights. And Todd Mastery, who's since passed many years ago, she was just a just a fantastic woman. Just knew her metal, knew her hard rock, and that's just how we started the show off with shots. <laughs> I'd come in, God, I think it was, I think it was on a ten to two or something like that, and she, yeah, have a shot, man. We and we do this on the air. I mean, it's just like, I mean, we do it on the air anyway now, but it just, yeah, but you just didn't even think about it. Back when you smoked in studios.
5: Oh
4: God, stupid. Wow.
2: Man. And other things in studios.
4: Yeah. Well, you said smoked, and I I went in one direction. I'm sure you were thinking of another.
2: Mm. Stepman,
3: how was Mid Ohio, man? Good crowd. Cold, wet, muddy. It was it was a fairly good crowd on Saturday, um, but uh, yeah, Friday it was cold, wet, and muddy. Uh, most of, some of the teams didn't even go out to practice on Friday because of oh. the rain.
4: Yeah. I read that it was pretty much a washout. So, but some cars did get on track.
3: Well, some of the guys that, uh, needed to practice and so forth, but the people that had the most to lose stayed in, hmm. uh, until the, the sec, certainly the second practice on Friday and, uh, they, they, on Saturday So that the original forecast said there wasn't going to be rain uh, during the race. So they said, what's the point in going out and practicing in the rain and potentially tearing up your car?
2: There is not a media entity that gives sports cars. And it, it, frankly, it had a lot to do with our tenure in continental tire, but I will I'll put it out there for anybody, even television that there's not anyone that gives sports, more time to a lesser-known series than we do. I'm talking about sports car, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And we've been doing that from the get-go. And there was a dude that jumped in on the, in the Freak Nation many, many years ago. who was no, We knew that he was a damn good driver, but little did we know that he would be this close to surpassing a great driver in Scott Pruitt with a sports car wins. And Statman had a chance to catch up with sports car champion, Multi-multi-race winner, Bill Oberlin, mid-Ohio for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Statman and Bill Oberlin here in the Speed Freak Pits and Lucas Oil Studios.
3: Bill Oberlin. You're one of the original freaks. You've been around since the beginning. We're coming up on 19 years. We've known each other a long time. Can you imagine? And it's been a
14: great ride, and a lot of wins later, a lot of fantastic races later. I am still enjoying it like the day I started.
3: So you're getting close to one of the cherished records in sports
14: car racing. That's uh, uh, Scott Pruitt. Well, he's definitely, he's won so many races. He's number one, all-time winner in sports car racing, and I happen to be number two. I don't know how it happened. I guess, you know, 25, 6, 7, 8 years of car racing, and you accumulate all these amazing wins. To be number two is already an honor, but now that puts your eye right on number one. I'm three races away from taking that, and um, I got the all-time pole wins, and now we're in mid-Ohio, and I've done pretty well here. I'm, I'm having a great career three race wins that and that puts you at the top of the heat. Yep, two to tie, three to get all by myself. And then we got a big gap to third. So, you know, I think like uh, I mean, the names like Peter Greggs and the Al Holberts, I mean, these guys were infamous and uh they're probably your heroes when you started. They're my heroes. So to even have your name amongst them is already an honor and I'm just I'm just happy to be somewhere in there. It's crazy.
3: You think Scott Pruitt... Is he encouraging you, or is that a record he wants to keep? Thought he probably would keep it a little longer. It's only been, what, three years?
14: Yeah, but I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure he wants to keep it as much as I want to get it, right? <laughs> but um, like I said, shoot, if if I don't ever get it, uh, it was a great ride, but, but my eye is on it heavily. I got a lot of racing left. BMW's hired me for a lot of years to go, and a um, lot, lot of wins still to get.
3: What's it like being a factory driver? You've been with BMW a long time, and they probably lend you out to a lot of people, and you've been with, been in cars that are probably fifth-place cars that you had
14: to hammer on it a little bit to get the win. Yeah, well, BMW, it, you look around here in the mid-Ohio paddock, and you see those M8s. They are the space shuttles of car racing right now. It's amazing. So to be associated with the factory for 23, 24 years now, I've driven for these guys. And they give you always, that all you can ask as a driver is, can I get a car that can compete and get me to the front, and I'll do the rest, right? And uh, and they've given me that time in, time out, seven championships later, number two in the all-time wins. That's boating uh, that, that they've given me some amazing equipment.
3: So they probably are happy with you, too, to keep the BMW name on the podium and up front. And have they supported you in this uh, chase for the overall?
14: Yeah, because essentially, uh, 95% of my wins came in BMWs. So it would be both of us taking this top step if we can do it. So I think they want it as much as I am. I do, and and uh, they've put me in some great spots now. I'm with Turner Racing and the M6 GT3 car, uh, and we've had a fast car in Daytona. We had a shock break. A fast car in Sebring, we had a shock break, and now we're in the sprint races. Now, hopefully, we're past the shock crazy thing and we could just put it down this weather is gonna throw a little monkey wrench in it hope hopefully it doesn't um but we're ready we're ready to go you're a rain guy you like going in the rain i like the rain you know the m6 is a challenge because it makes so much torque and those turbos come on so strong that it's a little hard to hang on to down the straights and of all the tracks you go to where rain is could be fun mid ohio is so challenging because it's so slick and so smooth there's no track that's slippier anywhere on the circuit so this one you try to just get through the race if you can and then hope you're somewhere on the podium.
3: Sprint races are a whole different mindset from the endurance races that you start with I've always smiled that half the season is over
14: already in terms of laps and hours when you finish the first two races. I know can you imagine 24 hours a lot of people can't even fathom this car runs for 24 hours and it runs most of the time flawlessly. That's a- and it's not a sprint race anymore. An endurance race It's a 24-hour sprint. So imagine, I came out of endurance racing when it was truly endurance racing, where you qualified on one engine, you put an endurance engine in, you run the gearbox different the way you race it, you drive it different. Now, when you get in that car, you drive 100% for 24 hours. The car will make it. It's a matter of hopefully the team does a perfect job and the drivers have to do a perfect job, and then you get that Rolex at the end of the 24.
3: Bill Oberlin, we've known each other a long time. I don't know if I've ever asked you this question before. It's one
14: of my favorites. What's on your playlist? What do you listen to to get ready for a race? You know, lately, lately, it's kind of maybe it's showing my age, but I'm starting to get to like 80s, like White Snake, you know, this kind of stuff. Because I want to see these guys in concert, right? So I like a lot of that. But I'll, I'll move. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Currently, you know, Bill Oberlin's a headbanger. Come on. Isn't that crazy? I'm not. I mean, I like everything. I like hip hop. I like it all. Even some techno house type of stuff. I'm a music lover for sure. But right now, that's what's in my playlist. That's what I played on the way to the track this morning. It's amazing.
3: Uh, Tom Christensen, one of the greatest sports car racers in history. He's a
14: headbanger. ACTC. Yeah, he loves it. He's teaching his son the music. There you go, and it's so funny because my teammate and I, Robbie Foley's 22. I put on the music in the car on the way to the track today. I doubt he's even heard it. He has probably no idea what I'm listening to. But I'm like, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get ready for this race, and we're gonna we're gonna get in the mood, and hopefully that stuff gets us in the mood, and then we just take this thing and take it home.
3: Good luck to you, partner. It'd be good to see you, a, as friend of the freaks, out there on the top of the list. Thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs>
2: I mean come on, Step man. I gotta give him some white snake out of that interview,
3: dude. That's badass. Yeah, we did that speaking of rain. We did that standing in a drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> come on, listen to these pipes,
2: man. Oh, sorry, that's a little guitar there. A little bit of David Coverdale. These pipes with white snake, come on. Crash, are you ready?
4: Oh yeah. Right.
13: my body
0: started shaking, and I can't take no more. It's for you, Bill Oberlin. No, no. not, not much, much motorsport. motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio oh. or Helio. No. Not, no. not, not, not. Well, not only much, that. Much,
4: much, Thank you, I love you.
0: And headlining the party. The douchebags. Lose.
4: Not much motorsports. <laughs> the
0: freaks. Not
4: much motorsports. Not much motorsports.
2: Uh, we got some good ones here, man. In fact, Crasher, should I start off with? Yeah, I probably should. I should start off with the the couple that went after each other because of the oh, the Ford and the Chevy, right? Might so, as
4: well. Yeah. Is it NASCAR related? Because it, it's supposed to be not much motorsports. No, it's not. Because, it's just Ford, Chevy.
2: Okay. Uh, so let's do this. Since that's, since, since that's the case, <laughs> little George Thorogood. One bourbon, one scotch, I'll one beer.
4: He sang this in studio with the three of us. 13 years ago? While he was oh eating pizza. Yes. Yeah.
12: <laughs> <laughs> one, one scotch, A one Bedford, beer. Virginia
2: man who prosecutor said. Shot his girlfriend not one, not two, not three, not four, but five times last week Come on. after a fight over car manufacturers. Said, Mark Edwin Turner was arrested early morning last week, uh, but seven days ago. He barricaded himself in the residence of Shepherd Lane for more than two hours. He was charged with two counts of malicious wounding. One count of using a firearm. Okay. Turner was at a family dinner with his old lady, excuse me, his girlfriend, her adult son, and the son's girlfriend the previous night. At a hearing Monday in Bedford, Virginia, Nance said there was drinking involved, and Turner started arguing with his girlfriend's adult son (laughs) about the merits of Chevrolet versus Ford.
14: She said, I don't believe you try to find no
2: job. (laughs) The fight escalated with Turner producing a knife, then a handgun. Scuffle. Turner ended up shooting his girlfriend five times and his girlfriend's son once. How do you shoot someone five? Are you that damn good of a shot? Because there were serious injuries, but no one, but no life-threatening injuries.
4: Did they say the type of gun?
2: I, I don't know. After the shooting, Turner ran back inside the house where Nance said he remained after law enforcement showed up. Turner appeared to be heavily intoxicated, according to Whoa, Nance, seen in the house candy. walking around with a gun while law enforcement tried to negotiate with him to come out. Oh, my
6: God. He said, oh, uh, let me go and ask my wife.
2: It's perfect. Crasher, what you got for not much motorsports?
4: It's Cinco de Mile. Mm. Happy Cinco de Mile Freak Nation. Too bad. No coronas going on in this studio. Statman, not so sure about you in Ohio, but we can at least. No coronas there. All right.
2: Can you roll your R's again, Crash? That's awesome. Coronas. Coronas. Dos No
4: R's there. All right. But Mexico has a potential new law on the, well, close to the books that could tick people off, especially next year's Cinco de Mayo. They may ban cold beer from being sold in stores. What There's a Mexican the lawmaker. Hell is yeah. That? They want to ban cold beer so booze hounds don't drink in public. Mexicans are being faced with legislation that would ban the sale of cold beers in stores across the nation's capital. Okay, so at least this is apparently just in one city. Politician Maria Dolores Paz Reyes proposed Mexico City's grocery and convenience shops could only sell warm beer to prevent open imbibing on the street, as well as. as well as underage sales. What? Okay, the theory is the time it takes to take the beer home and refrigerate it, it would chill the antisocial behavior in the streets and drunk driving. All right. A Twitter what campaign. What do you do
3: about the drive-through carryouts in uh, Ohio where you could pull in in your car and buy beer?
4: Well, this is just Mexico right now. <laughs> Who knows if we neighbors to the north may, well, if this even goes down in Mexico City, if we may consider something similar. It does sound kind of Indiana-ish, though. (gasps) Woo! A Twitter campaign was launched hours after the proposal was presented, and users began targeting the bill with the hashtag Con Las Cervezas, no? Translates, Don't mess with our beers! Con Las Cervezas, no?
0: (laughs) Oh...
2: Again, what did we we say earlier about hypocrisy?
4: Mm
2: -hmm. If you want a beer, you're going to get a beer. Room temperature or 36 degrees. You're going to get yourself a damn beer.
4: So who's going to be the the person, be like a Tesla, Elon Musk or something, who invents the instant freeze or the, the instant chill bottle holder? There's got to be something like that out there already. Because, you know, you put your your warm beers in the freezer to. Yeah, absolutely. But still, it it still takes like 10, 15 or more minutes. So somebody needs to invent an instant chill. So you can walk out of the store with your warm beer and stick it in your instant chill and then drink it right away and enjoy.
2: A quote coming from a residential there in Mexico.
3: I'm about to whip somebody's ass. I've dated some women that have had personalities that could instant chill beer. Boom. Freak Nation, we'll do it again next Sunday.
2: Shoot the juice to the moose and Statman. Cut it.
3: I cut them loose, too. (laughs) Speed
0: Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.